This is the Mouthpiece Podcast, and I'm getting to you this week with, well, first of all, this is your host, Ezra, and your co-host, Jade. I love it. <laughs> all right. And, uh, sweet. yeah, we kept it, we're, we're coming at you live today. Not really, though, but Kinda. with that energy, like a live energy, like if we had a live crowd, that's what I feel like the energy we're going to give out today. Yeah, I guess. So... Two fights I'm going to talk about this weekend. Only two. Usually my minimum is three. Sometimes I go four. If I'm feeling wild, I'll go five. But we're going to only go you two. Tell my third co-host. Ooh, the third co-host today. We finally know the gender <laughs> of our baby, and as we all assumed it was a boy, we were deadly, deadly wrong. <laughs> our third co-host is Autumn Hernandez. <laughs> And she's probably going to come in around 10 pounds, 11 ounces, as I imagine. Are you, do you think that's right? Yeah, I mean, both of us were huge, so. Giant parents, she giant kid. But yeah, that's our third host. And, and Atticus is here, but he's asleep, so that's, thank God for that. <laughs> okay, so we got two fights this weekend, right? We got two fights. Now, the debate is which one's the bigger one. And surprisingly to me, right, that Devin Haney is, looks like he's taking the back seat this weekend to Nilnito Donaire. And uh, all the Haney fans that I've been seeing on Twitter forever, and everybody's saying that, he, that everybody's dodging him, they're not coming up to bat for him in this fight that he's got against Jorge Leonardo. And I think um, maybe if people are, you know, selling Leonardo now, like he's not nothing and he has nothing left. And I just couldn't think you're more wrong about that. But I don't know what it is with Haney. But I just know that going into this fight, he's going to have the most pressure to not just win, but do it in an impressive fashion. He's in there with a win doesn't just do it for him in this fight. Because everybody's expecting him to sleep with Leonardo. So he has to dominate in this fight. He has to impress. He has to walk away leaving no doubt with the emphatic win. And that's always... He's always talking a lot of shit, so... Yeah, he does. He, I mean, he's putting himself in this position, but I'm just saying, like, as like someone who would pick his fights, this is not the kind of place you want to really be, mm. because the pressure of what everything else, all the other things, is not just a win. Now, now he has to think about all these other things that he has to do. Maybe be a little more aggressive than he wants to be. Maybe be, uh, maybe go for a kill when he, you know, maybe he wouldn't. Maybe, you know, it might go against his better judgment in the ring. So as like a matchmaking, it's it's. Yeah. It makes sense as match like this fight makes sense, but now what it's turned into, it's kind of like gotten away from them a little bit, and it, it, I don't see a lot of hype for it. I don't see any of that, but I just see a lot of pressure on Haney. But let's get to the breakdown of it. So we got Haney, right? Uh, Devin Haney is. Wait, were we gonna do stats or no stats this weekend? Oh, yeah. Okay, we're gonna pull up the stats right now. Sorry. We're, we're, like I said, we're doing this like if it's a live crowd right now. We're both, like, dead tired, too, so the live crowd energy. Like, they didn't know that, though, because they, they feel the energy. There's a lot of energy in you're, there. You're a little more down today. You're not you're not as hyped as you normally are. All right, so Devin Haney, nicknamed The Dream. He is 5'8", 71. His reach is 71 inches. He's American, 22 years old, from San Francisco, He's orthodox, total fights 25, wins 25, wins by knockout 15. His opponent is Jorge Leonardo. 
right. Haney's only 22 years old. That's insane. Ryan Garcia's only, what, 23? Yeah, I'm just saying. It's just super young. Like, I remember an era where boxing, you wouldn't even see these guys find anyone for a long time. Oh, well, some people are on fire. All right, so Jorge Linares is nicknamed the Golden Boy, but El Nino de Oro. Uh, he's also 5'8". Reach is 69. He's Venezuelan. He is 35, so it's a pretty big difference. He's also Orthodox. Total fights, 52. Wins 47, wins by knockout 29, and five losses. So Leonardo's is in this fight. Um, you know, he's being sold to... It's it's being sold... The way that people are looking at it, it's like if he's being fed to Haney, right? I guess that's a way to look at it. I, I guess if I'm just looking at their age, though, I would think that, too. Yeah, that, I mean, that's where Jorge would probably, you know, fit. I guess he fits that character, right? But I don't think Jorge is that shot. Now, is he chinny? Yes, I'll give you that. But Jorge's been chinny since he was a younger fighter. That's the age of that they do the chin. The chin's been like that, right? Uh, he has been knocked out? Yes. Now, let's look at who's knocked him out, though, right? So he had, uh, you have um, uh, Lomachenko, who's one of the best fighters in the world. And it was a pretty much a dog fight in that fight now the other one other opponents right were opponents that are going straight at him right are looking to put pressure on him uh you have one also that was a 140 pounder you know these things were yes he definitely loses is a knockout right but i don't think that's necessarily the best thing for haney right is that when he loses or leonard loses it's always a knockout i don't necessarily think like oh well then that means he's a knockout no i think that means that like when leonard loses it's true like a certain style and I don't know if Haney's going to bring that style. Because I don't think Haney is going to look to put pressure on Leonardo's. And I think if he does, we're going to get a little, we're going to get a firefight. I'm not sure Haney wants to be in a firefight with Leonardo's. Right? So, I think Haney's going to look to pick his shots. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not saying he's not going to go for big shots. He'll go for big shots. But he's looking to pick his shots. He's looking to pick his, uh, you know, from a distance to make sure that he's defensively sound. And those kind of fights... It's not usually if, you know, we haven't really seen that against Leonardo's in a while. And I think Leonardo's speed is going to play a big factor in here. Leonardo's offensively is still damn good. His speed is still damn good. Now, his guard is questionable, right? Like, he's got a good, like, his he has he keeps his guard high. But what Leonardo's does is it's like, you know, he's so talented. So, like, people say, like, well, why, why doesn't he win fights? Why does he lose fights? And you have to really watch him and study him and see what is he doing wrong. Well, first of all, he has no angles. Leonard's is just, like, straight in front of you. He's just, like, I'm walking straight in front of you. He's a, he's more definitely, like, a pressure fighter. He walks straight in front of you. Also, he doesn't ever, like, move back. He, if you take a shot at him, he just puts his guards up and just tries to roll what he can. And he just kind of takes him on there because he's always looking to get his offensive off. And that's because he's he has some good pop and he has good speed. So, yes, they're the, is he going to be there to be hit? No doubt about it. But he's there to hit as well. Now, Devin Haney, who's more of like a boxer on his back foot, he puts all his weight in his back foot. He's going to look to jab, jab to the body. He's like a beautiful jab, uh, a beautiful um, lead left hook, a beautiful straight right. I did notice, though, that the lead left hook drops. 
It does. It drops. And he gets countered more than like what we want to give credit for is he gets hit. Devin Haney is definitely hittable, especially when he gets aggressive. And I think that with that lead left hook, he drops the hand after he he throws it. I think Elite Arms could really make him pay for this right hand. So I think there's going to be moments in this fight where Haney's going to get tagged up because of Leonardo's speed. Now, Haney, I think, is going to put land some beautiful shots as well. I think he's definitely going to uh, test uh, Leonardo's chin, test his body. And it's gonna be a close, it's gonna be a competitive fight early. I think this is a more competitive fight than people are are get are seeing right now. What I do think is that Leonard is gonna still stay there too long, and I think that Haney is gonna be a point where he's gonna say like I'm getting caught. I'm gonna have to you know step in and start applying a little more pressure in this fight. And when he starts doing that, I think he's gonna have a lot more success in the fight, especially because Leonard doesn't take a step back. He just puts a high guard up, and when usually when guys do that. You can, you know, the guy that's a guy like, especially like Haney, is going to sneak shots in. He's going to be able to sneak around your guard, sneak through your guard, right, and put power, put pressure on your guard. I think Haney's power is going to appear in this fight, and to say Leonardo's chin is going to say whatever, but I think he's also going to be tested early in this fight, tested in the middle of this fight, and he's going to have to uh, pull out maybe a different, a second strategy, prove that he's that guy that can pull out another strategy when the fight isn't going exactly the way he wants with him, uh, you know, taking a back step and letting Leonardo put the pressure on him. I expect Haney to get, I'm going to call Haney to get a stoppage in this fight, uh, but a close, competitive dog fight, uh, fire fight early in this fight, a lot of action. I expect it to be more entertaining than people are claiming it's going to be. I really do. But I think Haney gets a win. I think it's his biggest win of his career. And I think that uh, if he gets a stoppage of people start getting excited uh, about, you know, and his name's out there and the prospects of what, what Haney can be. Because right now he has a little following, but I don't think the general audience knows who Haney is. Well, I expect maybe some change to that after this weekend. Um, and he'll go looking for Tiafimo, go looking for Ryan Garcia, go looking for, uh, you know, Jojo Diaz right there fighting Fortuna. The, you know, Jojo Diaz wins that fight. Him and Haney, it's a solid matchup because I thought Ryan Garcia was going to get that. But I don't know, you know, let's see where Ryan Garcia goes. But I think Jojo Diaz versus Haney is a, a solid matchup that's very makeable at that weight class, especially with uh, Jojo Diaz moving up. So let's see how that fight goes. I just want to see, you know, the people that back in Haney, you know, the, where are they now? That's what I want to know because it's been pretty quiet. And I think that, uh, I don't know why this fight isn't bigger. It really should. This is like, you you know, you should see where I think of this fight. I put it I put it on first. I put the biggest fight first. To me, it's the biggest fight of the weekend. And I think at the end of this weekend, we'll be talking about it like it feels the biggest fight of the weekend. It's going to come the most storylines out of it. So let's go to the next fight we have is Nonito Donaire. Let me flip my page real quick. Versus Norden Albali. And you know I screwed that name up. You know, me and you both know I screwed that name up. But Wait, me and you or you and your listeners? Me and the listeners know I screwed that name up. But you know too because you heard me say it. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go Donito Donaire stats. Nonito, he... Alright, so his nickname is the Filipino Flash. He's 5'6". His reach is 68 inches. He's Filipino. He's 38. Oh, so he's a little older. Orthodox, total fights 46, wins 40, wins by knockout 26, and losses are 6. And this is his opponent, Nordin. Oh, Balai. That's it right there. Alright, so 
Ricky Nord Nordine. I can't even pronounce that either. That's hard. He is Moroccan. He's 5'3 and a half. Dang, he's short. His reach is 67. Actually, it says his nationality is, or I guess French. That makes sense. Uh, he's 34. Southpaw. Total fight 17. Wins 17. Wins by knockout 12. Now, this is just a PBC throwing in an excellent matchup again, right? And you got two guys that are definitely older. You know what I mean? Okay. But, uh, Two different really points of their career because it seems like uh, Nordine is, uh, you know, even though he's older, he's looking to still, you know, make a a, a good run at 118. And you got a Nonito Donaire who's definitely uh, coming to the end, right? Um, Nonito Donaire at one point in boxing was, he might have been debatable that he was the best fighter in the world at one point. You know what I mean? At least, he, I don't think he ever fully took that crown i don't believe that but he was at least like top four right in the debate of that he was a, at least the most talented fighter at one point he was the fast unbelievably fast unbelievably it hit unbelievably hard i've seen him fight in person and it just was like you were just like an awe of it of everything he was doing his timing his speed all of it right he don't have the he doesn't have those things anymore and now that he doesn't have the speed anymore and uh you know, mainly the speed and the legs that he once had. Um, the little mistakes he makes are, are just very more clear. They're just really more clear than like uh, like with Roy Jones. When Roy Jones lost his speed, he, every mistake he made or the things he did incorrectly, they it just you know it just expanded on it, put a magnifying glass on it, and that's what it, it's, we're at with Donaire right now. So Donaire, in this point of his career, who he still has some speed, he still has the same power. He still has some reflexes, but he just got to do it in spurts, right? It's not going to be the consistent um, donor that it once was, where he could, if you take a step at him, he could put you in danger. No, he's more of a pressure fighter now. He's got to do, uh, instead of, you know, like, where he used to be able to put one shot right on your chin and end it, he's probably going to, you know, take a few fillers out there. He might just throw out an area and hope that, you know, it goes exactly where it needs to go, Right. That's the kind of fighter he is right now. You know, you got Nordine, who is more, uh, I would say, Olympic style fighter, right? He's definitely more amateurish. Where like he's looking for numerous fast attacks that pile on points. He's uh, explosive. He has some pop. Um, you know, th these are gonna be two guys that I expect Nordine to put a lot of pressure on uh, in points on. Uh, Donaire, but Donaire's not going to mind that because Donaire doesn't want to go chasing him. Donaire's not going to want to go have to find him. Donaire's going to want to be able to pick shots, and I think Nordine's going to give him a lot of opportunities to do that because Nordine's going to jump in, and Nordine definitely jumps in, definitely oversteps at times, but he's just constantly working. So this fight's super close. Like, it was, uh, breaking it down, I could see this playing out uh, many ways, right? But what I'm going to ride with on my prediction for this fight is that Nordine is gonna outpoint him he's just gonna work more than uh nonito and nonito is gonna look to pick shots and he's gonna land some solid shots and i think he's gonna put some big shots on nordine but nordine's gonna go be able to go through him he's gonna work more he's gonna jump in and flurry off uh nonito who's gonna who's gonna look to fight in spurts and when at that point in that age you look to fight in spurts and the score gets away from you it's really hard you know what I mean? Especially when you have to now really put something on your shot to knock them out. All those shots get harder and harder to place. 
So I expect a good fight here, but I expect Nordin to start pulling away. I expect him to go go away with a pretty uh, favorable, you know, pretty wide margin decision. But in the fights where in Spurs, don't use the Donaire, it's going to look like Donaire. He's going to land big shots. And you're going to have moments where the crowd goes, ooh and ah. And we're going to see that, but it just won't be enough. And this is an interesting fight because of the 118 pounds is right next to 122. And I can see PBC is probably maybe thinking like, hey, we got 118, 122. They're four pounds away from each other. We can make these fights happen. We got uh, Cool Boy Steph. We got Leo. We have um, uh, Roman. You got uh, who's fighting for the title? Brand Figueroa. You got Neri. Now you add uh, Donaire or Nordine. And they're all right there. And it's just a. 118 has all these killers in it, and 122 has all these killers in it, and now I'm sure the PBC's looking at it and be like, why can't we make these fights? One guy cuts a pound, the other guy gains a pound. These fights are all there makeable, right? So that I, this is an interesting fight going forward. I think uh, PBC's probably putting more Nordine to, you know, I think they're putting their, you know, back in Nordine to pull out a decision here or pull out a win at least. And I can see that, but listen, Donaire is, you know, the little tricks he does, like to get you, like his feints, to get you to jump in so he can land a big left hook, uh, the, the shots of the body, like just the power he has on the shots. In spurts, you can see what the Donaire there once was. It just, I don't know if you can see it consistently enough, right? I don't know if you can see it consistently enough for him to pull this fight out. We're going to see, though. So let's get to Big Money Real Bets. I love it. Now, this has been this is a tough week. I honestly, at one point, right at one point, I was thinking like, don't even bet this week. Tell people don't bet this week, right? But I then I looked at it a little more, right? And I felt a little more confident, and I said, no, I think this is I think these are the right decisions, right? So what I'm going to go is 100k, right? That's just a, so a small bet, 100k, right? Because I'm at first of all, I didn't even tell you what happened last week. Let me break down what happened last week because I skipped over the last podcast. Last week I hit on. Brandon Figueroa, I hit on, no, no, wait, who who fought last week? Not Brandon Figueroa. What was the boxing last week? Do I have it in here? I know Attic is probably like tore it up to shreds. Who, who fought that? Oh, I'm sorry. I want, I hit on um, Taylor. I hit on, man, I'm like blanking on names right now. I, I bet it gets Gap, uh, Cody Gambrant, Gar- Garbrandt. Yeah, I bet Taylor. Big. Gar- I bet against Garbrandt. I don't know. I can't think of the guy that fought Garbrandt. What his name is? Um. Oh, Font. I bet. I bet Font. I also hit with. There was another fight on the. Why can't I remember? I, I don't know. Right now, I'm at one point six million. I have it typed up. I could, you know. Let's talk about it later, but I'm at one point. I'm one point six, right? I'm working my way to doubling my money. So this week, I'm going in on Nordine, right? I just think he's gonna outwork him. I think he's durable. He hasn't lost yet. He's got to be convinced he could lose. Donaire, uh, although I love Donaire and everything, he's definitely coming more to the end. I think he's more accepting that he's closer to the end. And I can see if he gets down the scorecards and him, you know, wanting to force a heavy shot would honestly make it less likely that shot lands. I'm gonna bet a hundred k minus two fifty to win forty k. Now we got Ward over Fuzel, right? This is on the um, this is on the uh, Haney card. I'm gonna bet 50k at minus 120. That's to win 42k. This one I'm 
I'm just betting that Fuzel, right, he has a style that seems like it's good defensively, but kind of more like it looks the part. I don't know if it holds up to the part. Ward looks like a, a very active fighter, uh, you know, f- flashy, um, but could be athletic enough to, I think, and aggressive enough and confident enough to put shots on Vassell and not let him get off. Take a decision in that fight. Now I'm going to take Juke Abayo, Abayim, Abayu versus Matisse, which is the undercard of the Donaire fight. And I'm going to put 100K on Jurek Bayou. I, I, don't, I believe that's his name. At 100K minus 125 to win 80K. Right? I, Matthias is an aggressive fighter, but he makes a lot of mistakes. He stands up straight. He drops his hands. I understand that aggression, but he's been walking a lot of shots. And like I said, this guy's name is, I'm just going to call him Jukin. Jukin, right, is more uh, technical, more defensive. And it looks like this is the kind of style that really allow him to just show everything he's got. And I think that Matthias is very confident in his power, but I think he's really going to get tested with a lot of power on his chin. I'm going to take uh Joking to win uh, by KO stoppage round 7th, 8th round. This is my best this week. That, Like I said, I'm looking to win 80, 42, and 40K. I'm risking 250K. So let's let's see how this week plays out. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, you know, no UFC this week. No MMA this week. So that's kind of weird. I'll be honest with you. UFC's got me, got us on a roll that we're expecting every week. Nothing this week. Coming back big next week. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the Mouthpiece Podcast. Bye.